Welcome to Podcast 213 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Dupe and Patrick, Podrick, uh, Paul, or Mad. All of them, in fact. A happy birthday as well for the other day. Do you even know who you're wishing happy birthday to with the various names that I'm, I'm coming in with? Uh, some <laughs> may have been marginally racist. There we go. There we go. Talking about Goose not sure what goes in at the start of this pod. Uh, so if anything does go in, Matt, I just want to say that my lawyers uh, are happy to be in touch, okay? <laughs> you you said them, so the, I don't think they'll be in touch with me. Um, other people's lawyers might be in touch with Maybe me. Maybe so. Um, yeah, uh, happy birthday. I, I was going to say happy birthday in, in your native tongue, but oh, all fella was, was uh, probably about as far as I'd How got. young were you, Matt? That's a tough question to ask, I think, as I can't really remember the majority of the last few years. It's not offensive to ask because you're, fe- you're not female. I just, I'm not so sure. You can't assume no, that. I, remember, turned, uh, I turned 35, 35 on Saturday. Wow, you don't look 35. How, you say, hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on. How old? 35. 30. Hang, you're saying 30 correctly. 30. With a 35. I'm surprised he doesn't, he doesn't look 35. <laughs> look 45, to be honest. <laughs> Do bikes. Anyway, let's move okay. on. Um, so, coming up on this week's pod, we'll be chatting about uh, our FM22 wish list. It may be a little late, but nevertheless, we'll get it in before the actual features are released. Q SI tweets before the podcast is out on Monday. Oh, thank you. Six miles. Uh, <laughs> we will also be having a very rare save update from myself and my Bournemouth save that I've recently resurrected following a couple of podcasts ago. And, of course, we have the small matter of the revealing of the giveaway winner, which will come to right away. And we do have a quiz as well, Matt, I believe. Yes. Um, but let's let's get the the giveaway out of the way first. Um, we aren't really, we aren't saying who's won it elsewhere. So if you're listening now, well done. You'll know that you've won it. If you if you're not, then, uh, then I get you, you won't. So tell. Mm-hmm. I don't. I still don't think you're eligible to win them, Dupe. I'm afraid. My but, wife entered. Dupe thinks uh, they're so, actually comic books as opposed to proper literary. All right, just because just because you got devices. Just because you got a bookcase behind your head. Show off. <laughs> Dupe's got a bookcase. He's just got it filled with other yes. things. Other than Smarties, books. Smarties, maybe. Smarties, <laughs> yeah. They only have the answer, apparently. Um, might need that for the quiz later on. So, what you were looking at winning was... Well, the giveaway was in conjunction with Scouted Football, where you were in the chance of winning the entire Scouted Football handbook back catalogue from their, their sort of first uh, milestone of completing a, a first... Well, I think it was their 10th book that they, mm. they released was the milestone we highlighted. And the winner is, drum roll, um, Matt... Uh, well, actually, to be fair, it, it went to V-A-R-E, Matt V-A-R-R-E. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say your own name there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew Hall! I've awarded them to myself. <laughs> it's been a tough month. They're on eBay next week. Uh, so fuck you all, basically. <laughs> uh, That's how we do things. Fact, <laughs> I didn't even retweet any of it, so but I'm still winning. No, uh, so well done, Matt Bear Bar. However you pronounce it, uh, we did have to go to the uh, uh, you know question the referee's decision, but ultimately the uh, the panel decided it was correct. So congratulations uh, and thank you for following all of the instructions. And thank you for your support over, well, however long you've been listening to the podcast. We know you are a, a long-term listener. So thank you. And Legend. thank you to everyone else who, who did enter as well. We'll probably be running some more competitions in the near future as uh, FM22 swings nearer and nearer into view. Right, save update then from me. Um, it's been a while. I can't remember where I last got to. You've had sort of snippets uh, smattered over the past few pods so I'll uh, I'll try and keep it relatively brief um, but I am now in season 24-25 so not massively uh, you know I did go for a quite a lengthy lull I didn't touch this save for, until, like, from March until a few weeks ago um, but things are it's a bit middling to be honest uh, I'm struggling massively with my first season in Europe alongside playing in the Premier League with a small squad. Uh, injuries have hit. I hit a bad sort of patch of form 
in January. Until that point, we're actually doing pretty decent. A few ropey losses. Yeah, Prem, Prem form's been a bit shoddy, to be honest. We're currently in ninth position after 28 games. Uh, we could, it's, I mean, I think we could maybe sneak into the European places again, possibly, depending on how other teams go. But it's, it's Liverpool, Chelsea, United, Man City in the top four currently. Arsenal are eighth, Leeds are tenth in this. And then we've got Fulham, Brentford and Sheffield United in the bottom three. So I'm st- I'm perfectly safe away from relegation, but the board aren't happy with my lacklustre performances in the league. In the Euro Cup, however, we're in the uh, second round knockout stages. We've got Leipzig. Uh, so we drew nil-nil in the first leg. Second leg is actually, I think, one of my next fixtures. So that could be very interesting. Um, some of you may remember... A, a young Colombian forward called Mauricio Ibarguen. Uh, he's like a bargain because it's that's how his name's almost spelt. And he's amazing. He's not amazing actually. He's okay. He's enormous. He's six foot seven. He weighs nearly fifteen stone, and he's got a jumping reach of eighteen. Um, yeah, I don't aim headers at him, which is a bit stupid, sort of in hindsight, really. But he's he's my my most prolific goal scorer. Not the most prolific, really, but he's he's decent. Um, considering it's his first sort of full season, I've been throwing him in as much as possible. I've still got quite a few of the original sort of lots of players that I've bought sort of throughout the save. I, I'm actually trying to sort of do this Bournemouth save relatively uh, realistically to a point where I'm signing players and then trying to keep hold of them rather than just sort of sell them on for profit uh, and not sign too many players per season and I mean also I do have the whole issue of that I can't attract players one big bit of news that I almost had was signing Declan Rice on deadline date from Juve on loan no loan fee but paying his wage which is like 125 grand but I've got a load of money in the budget and with an optional fee of 40 million which considering he's worth 55 at the moment in my save would have been a pretty good uh, pretty good purchase and that would have been Operation Libero fully operational at that point um, but yeah, no. Um, other prospects: Robbie Folks, who is now 19, assigned him for next to nothing from uh, but, but, uh, TNS in Wales for 145,000 pounds. He's now worth 14.5. He's 19, and he is an actual wonder kid. And he is basically DLP prime. Uh, he's got 19 vision. 17 off the ball he's like perfect DLP and oh he's gonna he makes me moist just looking at him you said TNS 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 yeah Total Network Solutions I know them yeah and they've gone through they were like the new saints as well at some point I think they've changed names they are They are now yeah, the new saints yeah. they were t- Total Network Solutions Dude, that's, that's that's a 90s reference that's 90s up the 90s Dude, didn't you have a goalkeeper from there or was he I, uh, he might have been Welsh. Uh, no, no, he was he was an English chap that came through the ranks at TNS. Um, it, it was, was TNS uh, as well. Michael Stone, my goalkeeper. Is there something yeah. to be said here for TNS and producing wonder kids that that I'm finding out far too? The late weird thing is, the he's English and not Welsh. Yeah, yeah, same as my goalkeeper. Same yeah. Uh, he's. I'm just checking that. Yeah, he he's he's born in a West as West Oswestry, a Westry. I'm not sure how. Easy for you to say. And because, weirdly. <laughs> Because I'd loaned him out to um, uh, Utrecht for a season, he 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 also speaks Dutch, nice. <laughs> which is just I like that. Oh. Like the mo, the it's the the Steve McLaren effect, obviously. Double Dutch. I think they, I, they yeah, do have just, genuinely just have a history of producing good talent. It's just curious you mention it because I've heard both you lads saying it before, and uh, or like you know now you now two of you have had. Effectively, two wonder kids coming through from that club. Um, I'm sure. I feel like I've missed the boat now. It's a bit late in FM21 to be finding out there's a little, uh, little hack to raid TNS for wonder kids. So thanks for sharing that. It's much appreciated. It's a bit like Joe and F1. I, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> inside joke. I'm sure. And I'm in Pine did a TNS save, didn't he? And he had loads of wonder kids. Did he? Okay. This year. Yeah, I'm sure he did in TNS he, this year. Yeah. Or maybe last year, actually. He's definitely played in Wales. Steady. Uh, well, that's, that's, is he Welsh? I mean, is he Welsh? Yeah, he's <laughs> um, close to the border. I don't I've, know. I mean, last week we covered Tiago Almada as well. He's been 
pretty special, if I'm honest. Um, I've I've signed him in the past, but never really had a chance to actually properly use him because he's always been a bit too young, or I've been a bit too afraid to throw him in. He's now 23 in this save. I'm using him as a forward, and he's now worth 30.5. And I think I signed him for 8.5. Like he was still at Velez. So, and he's he's been really quite consistent in terms of sort of his return in in the number of appearances he's made. He's not scored a huge amount. Um, but I play him considering I'm playing him as a DL, uh, DLF, and he doesn't really have the strength or the jumping reach or the height to actually play that role. He does pretty special. Um, but I've still got from the like players that I started the champ in the championship with. I've got Lloyd Kelly, David Brooks, still got Lewis Cook, um, and Mark Travers is another I you start with as well at Bournemouth. And I think oh, and I also still have uh, Chris Meppham. So I've tried to keep some. Uh, the others, like, their contracts have run out, or they've just, you know, they've aged out and retired. So I've tried to keep as much of the band together as possible. Like Lewis Cook is now what, 28. He's got a single cap for England, but I think he had that anyway. Um, I had a few clubs sniff around him, but then he's always said I'm not interested. So I'm quite fortunate with that fact. But yeah, I've actually I quite like this squad, and I'll be, I'll be a bit. I don't really want to say goodbye to it, but equally, I'm quite interested in playing the new game too. So, but I, weirdly, I signed Christian Memero before I knew he was a thing. Uh, like, obviously, everyone else knew he was a thing, but I didn't. Um, but Philip, a special mention to Philip Benkovic, who has been an absolute standout as well. He was probably one of the best bargains I've signed in FM for a long old time. Um, I signed him on loan from Leicester, and they weren't interested, and they. I managed to get a, a sort of a, a sell-on fee in the loan tagged in. 11.75 million. He's now worth 35.5. And he's just, again, he's na- he's massive. He scores a lot of goals from, from set pieces because he's massive. Uh, but he's also rated really highly. He's, he's only 27. He gets caps for Croatia now. Um, never kicks up a fuss. It's just awesome. Uh, and because I've got quite a few players who have been here for pretty much the first season, I've got a really good, strong core of players that I can use for sort of, you know, the, the whole cheaty way of getting around squad issues with um, like people who want new contracts and stuff. I just like, have a word with him. And he's like, yeah, drops concerns. Brilliant. Now piss off. <laughs> so good fun. You just send in the, the guy who's six foot seven to go, go on. Tell him he doesn't want a new contract. And he's like, whoa, okay, sorry. I, he, yeah, but I mean, he's, he, I don't think he speaks English very well yet. He's, he's very much, uh, does he? Yeah, he, um, oh, he's, just, he's, he's fluent in English, so he could absolutely batter the shit out of them. He's classed as a one-licked as well. And I'm his favourite personnel, so I know he's winning. Just say, keep him on your good side. Uh, here's one for the wrestling fans. So it's, it's basically, you've just got the great Carly then. Wasn't he like seven? Oh, okay. Well, six? I tried. Oh, I tried to connect <laughs> with the you fan tried. base. You tried. You tried. I know. Yeah. 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 So that's the last time I, I, think I appreciate your I effort. Yeah, he did try. This is not a wrestling um, podcast. Now we might be a Tottenham podcast, but we're certainly not a wrestling Spurs podcast. Yeah. Lost today. Um, we talk I, about that. Topical. Do I have any Spurs players? And I don't think I actually have any former Spurs players. I, uh, Christian Romero is is currently a Spurs Correct. player. So there's a link there. Always a link. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> we literally are a Spurs podcast. It's <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've, I sort of managed to cultivate a, a pretty decent set of players. I've got this Peruvian uh, new gen, and he's rapid. Could be something really special. He's not worth a lot of money yet, but he's got three goals in six caps for uh, Peru. And he's been... It's weird because he doesn't really fit into how I play but I quite like him as well. He's sort of a budget Pavon, and Pavon is, oh, I keep on getting massive offers from China for him, and um, he's worth 37.5 million in-game. I think I signed him for like four, four million, yeah. Baller. And it's, uh, he's just incredible. He just keeps on going. He's now 29. I think maybe if he ticks up, when he starts ticking over to 32, if I get that far, I probably won't. We've got showdown week this week. But if if I was to... To sell him on, I, like trying to come in and offer me like sixty million, which they have done in the past, I would find it very difficult to say no. And his contract runs out next season as well, so might be time for the one final contract before he says goodbye, unless I can find someone to replace him. 
Do you find it like I, I know I found in my the, the two main saves I did. I think similar to you, Matt. Like I had Angers and and then Bologna at the moment, where we've kind of brought those clubs into Europe for the first time. And Dupe, I'm sure you've done it um, as well. There probably um, maybe Palermo, one of those teams. That jump of suddenly going into European football, adding in whatever it might be, you know, could be four, six, eight games plus the the squad. I think that that that's a serious. It's a, it's a big jump in FM as well as IRL, right? The the squad depth, the quality. Like you're suddenly going shit, you know, where you might have the bones of thirteen really really strong players at at best. You start to get a bit squeezed with the with the match sharpness and the fitness when you're going, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Uh, I find that's really tough, um, and probably didn't learn quick enough to to plan for in my saves. I think the, the biggest thing for me that I noticed, so I found it at Red Star and obviously found it at Palermo last season and, and my previous saves and that. I, I find the, what the, I mean, I'm going to look at it on the positive side, the, the doors that open and the reputation boost and the players you can now bring in. Um, the money's obviously massive. The one thing I just did was I just kind of went, it's six games that we're just going to earn as much money as we can by, like, we want big teams. Let's get them in. We're not going to do anything in Europe. Let's get them in, but let's concentrate on the league more than Europe. Let's make sure we're there again next year and just and just kind of use that turnover. But it, um, I think it's as much of a pain in the ass it is first season, Matt. I think it is, like, bigger picture, uh, massive for the club. Yeah, Absolutely fair. massive. It's never the same again. The weird, the weird thing for me is that I'm actually doing better in Europe arguably than I am in the league at the moment but I've I've my performance has been much stronger and I think my biggest issue uh, and it might not may, maybe because like a lot of your saves do this year or parts you know parts of the achievement hunter thing and the same with you Matt is because they've they've been abroad i.e. not in England you've not had so many issues with Brexit and like I know you have that like, in Italy particularly you have very quite potentially tough crap. registration rules crap. That, that you have to <laughs> mm-hmm. But but equally, like you don't have as many restrictions. It's only sort of the the not the non EU players that you have a real real problem with. Whereas um, in Europe, I there are some players that I haven't been able to. Like I I brought um, I let some players go in the January transfer window and brought some back from loan because they were better replacements than than spending money on players that I didn't really need and would be kind of wasting them on. And also, it meant that I could give. The younger players actual first team games because they weren't playing at the loan clubs but in doing that i've been on eight like they because of how the the slots have worked i've not been able to actually add some of them in so i end up using them in the league rather than not i don't think it's been an issue so much with in terms of like workload because i i don't have like a i've always tried to have the whole Mourinho 24 man squad thing and that and and stick fairly rigidly to that so i, I don't like having a huge squad to manage because I do forget about players that I'd forgotten about players that I'd loaned out because they're in the under 23s because I tend to do that if they're like I know some people use the filter and hide them but if I was to do that I'd just forget about them completely um, so I, I manually move them to the under 23s whilst they're on loan so I know I can't select them but the 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 problem I've had I think really is I had a few injuries that that maybe caused problems there are a lot of players that are quite similar. It's like like-for-like changes. And I my my big problem, I think, is trying to make sure they all fit into the tactic. And I don't know if you guys get it where you see a, a great player that you really want to sign, but you don't play like with an attacking midfielder or something, which is kind of what happened with Thiago Almada, really. I signed him to play out wide. wasn't amazing there. Played him in attacking mid but it meant that other people like I moved my tactic around to fit him in but then it fucked other people over so it was sort of I ended up sw- shifting back to this the sort of 4-4-2 with uh, inverted wingers playing on both sides or occasionally a, a natural winger on the left depending on who's playing there but then it means that I've had to sort of square peg round hole him up front he's done great but like, there's been I hate sort of having that option to sign a player and I I'm having to disrupt things just to sort of fit him in or decide I don't go for him. Um, I mean, I, there is an amazing Brazilian wonder kid who's still in Brazil, has a release clause of uh, like 17 million and he's fucking incredible. Um, and he he's not interested in signing for me. He, he wants to sign for City or United. But he actually, if you go to the agent 
uh, inquiry thing, he actually says, I'm only interested in joining this, this or this team. He's not interested in joining Bournemouth. So I'm still having that reputational issue anyway. You need. So you didn't try the pursuit. Of, you, you you had to try the pursuit. You know the. I've the, tried that. I've even got like Brazilian pursuit. players in my team that I've asked to approach, like to 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 uh, suggest multiple times, and it go, he says, "Whilst he appreciates it, basically, fuck off, mate." <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I ain't going down the um, south coast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's it's. I think I've almost reached that ceiling where I'm 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 still signing other European clubs' castoffs. Which I'm fine yeah. with because I quite like the underdog story and the way like we are basically building a team of of players that never quite made it at top teams but are still amazing really for what like Trincao is one prime example who's currently crocked actually but um, where he was at Barca not getting a game loaned him then signed him for like a cut price fee and he's been doing great he's got twelve goals and six assists this season before he got injured um, so. I like those sorts of players. I don't. I don't like going in and just going blam there. I have ninety million. I'll just sign him because I just don't have it really. Even though I do have the whole use the transfer budget nonsense. But anyway, I've blabbed on enough. This was supposed to be a twenty-minute pod, and we've been twat- twatting around for twenty minutes about my save update. But let's move on, gentlemen, to the spotlight this week, which is focusing on our FM twenty-two wish list. So we're each bringing a couple of features each that we would like to see, big or small, it doesn't really matter. And then we're also going to have an, uh, a chance at trying to predict one feature that we think will absolutely be in this version or the next version of the game, which was confirmed as being a thing last week. Um, Dupe, you are wanting to go first. No, I'm just saying, yeah, you're right. But I can go first. Um, <laughs> for me... Uh, this is something that I've used a lot of this year and I think can be improved. But I'm going to t- touch on that on my second go. My first go, I'm going to talk about a new staff role that I think could come in, um, but I don't think it'll be this game. So I think it's like it's a wish list for me, not a prediction. So uh, Manchester United, um, we signed Eric Ramsey from Chelsea, come in as a set-piece coach. Since he's come in this year, we haven't conceded from a set-piece. Last season, we were conceding every 244 minutes. Manchester United were. We've played 540 and we've conceded from zero. So to me, uh, I wonder on the training pitch how much that set-piece coach is actually working. And when you train set-pieces, who is kind of focusing that set-piece? Is it going to the defensive kind of side of the coach or the attacking side, vice versa, to which way you're doing it? So I think if it was me on my wish list, I would like to have a set-piece coach, Matthew. Well, this is this is almost perfect. It's almost like we discussed this before we started recording. What? Because, really? <laughs> well, us really? Wait, uh, because uh, conveniently, one of the things on my wish list is I would quite like a better link between training and the tactics that you play. Wow. Uh, so, so, so one example of those, uh, which again conveniently links to what you were saying about having set piece coaches and and whether they can attack or or defend and who's who's handling what is if you're playing a particularly pressing tactic or or not in fact you can be quite sort of uh, passive when it comes to defending but if you are like a pressing a, pre- a high pressing game you'd want to be rather than just like choosing defensive coaching you might want to be more specific and say today we are we want to try pressing traps or different types of pressing traps now i appreciate that we might get a bit too uh, granular when it comes to that and it might turn off other people from from the from the game but equally if it, i would say more casual players probably don't touch training anyway so it would whilst it might be a minor change minor change sorry it might uh, actually the people who do use training would perhaps see quite a lot of benefit from something like that. And equally, it links back in with your tactic better because rather than just being like a rather generalistic, oh, we're going to be defensive, it actually, I think it it sort of, I think it helps buy into the whole, we're building a team philosophy, a team DNA, which again backs up the features that they, they brought into FM21. So it's sort of the next step, minor, very minor, but I think it it just helps. And also if they were to to use like tutorials um, to aid sort of those who maybe aren't familiar with the, the sort of these, 
these term this terminology that's sort of reached into the football lexicon now it can be used as like an educational tool uh, to to help people understand more because you don't hear it in commentary in, in in real life football you don't hear people talking about pressing traps really you occasionally maybe i think maybe emma hayes mentioned it during the euros once or twice uh, but it'll be interesting to see that and, and likewise how people sort of uh like utilizing a low block and and being more passive defensively obviously we, in in terms of like the tactical side of things we have the line of engagement which is kind which kind of determines at which point your block is engaged but it would be maybe nicer to have those the terminology just tweaked slightly we've had it in the past uh, with mentality changing terms uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they do something like that to make it a bit more uh, akin to real life football sort of vocabulary we just go off a train and I just want to add something that kind of really links in well. This is like a point five to me, okay? This isn't a wish list, but it kind of something I want to highlight. Um, so you're talking about training and, and, and linking it to your system and that. The way that I've played this year with my total dupe ball system is I've been playing inverted wingbacks. And I want it, I've been playing inverted wingbacks that are suited to the side that they play on. And I've been trying to encourage them to be really good passers of the ball because it's our way of adding to our midfield. Now, what I've been doing is I've been playing uh, midfielders, centre midfielders, DLPs, basically, as my inverted wingbacks. But the problem is their tackling's really low. And you're struggling to find a really good DLP defend, which would have high tackling. But you can't actually train tackling. So, like, as a little ad, I think there should be a way that you should be able to train tackling. Um, yeah, just thought I'd add that in because it That's, frustrates the fuck out of me. It's a very, very astute observation. Again, a minor thing. I think it's perhaps just a, you know, who knows? I, we, I don't want to speak for oversight. developers. It is exactly. kind of it's embedded. Oversight. I think it's embedded in in so many other like uh, training it's modules. It's like a part of training modules. Part of, just, yeah, but but like that, you can't target it specifically for the team or for a player individually. But isn't it mad that you can target bravery? How do you train somebody to be braver? That's like a... Shove him in a cage with a bear. Deal with it. a rope. Like for me, that, that, yeah. I don't think bravery, that, that's like an instinct almost, isn't it? You, you know, yeah. I think you're as brave as you are. You can't make somebody braver by just, you know, bullying them. So for me, it's like, just, just let me teach my defenders how to tackle properly. You know, <laughs> just get Wambasaka in and say, right, this is, this is how you do it. This is the bar. I only reference that because he's got 20 tackling, not because he's actually a good tackler. Um, if one jumps on my back, he's not the best wing back out there. Anyway, Matt, what's your suggestion? Yeah, he's doing your job now, Matt. Uh, yeah, cool. That's fine. I quite, like, I quite like this the, is a, this the, is a the natural role. Yeah, it's just. I'll oh, just drop my pen thingy. Bollocks. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I made him flustered. I flustered there, him. Dupe. dupe, you're in charge. Oh, yeah. Man. You speak of bravery. Oh, Matt's just fucking bottle it there when you when you went <laughs> for the whole. Funny job. enough, linking back to the Spurs <laughs> pod. <laughs> <laughs> Bottling. Hello. <laughs> Um, my my request, and I, I'm still in my head trying to get, try to not just say something as being a problem and actually try to come up with a solution. Um, but I, I suppose after doing nine or ten seasons at Angers, and I think I'm three or four seasons in at Bologna, I've just found that press conferences and media interactions, by and large, are this either the same thing over and over and over again which makes me not want to do it and i and i would assume a hell of a lot of people out there just send the assistant manager which for me then makes it a redundant feature um or i, I suppose like that i'm kind of like where where's the value is there actual value in any of the things happening in it because after 15 16 seasons i'm not really seeing it so i, I think for me definitely an overhaul of of media in terms of frequency in terms of questions um, and maybe even flipping it around to, you know, rather than it just being sent your way, every time you've got a game or every time you've got a, you know, you're in the tunnel, you're getting these questions. I mean, maybe the functionality to hold a conference yourself for specific topics so you can use it as a tool to to drive certain discussions or, or actions within it. So maybe flipping it around to make it to make it something that's more um, effective as a manager to, to use it as a tool. Maybe, I'll, you know, you can schedule your own press conferences rather than just having it kind of thrown at you and becoming the same nonsense questions over and over again. Because I'm sure you're all in the same boat as me, a bit fed up with it. 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this year I've been very criminal. I've literally just gone to every press conference and done second from the left. So it's very positive way, you know, it's just, you know, every answer is going to be a positive yeah. answer. And the only downside is when you spam it and it's like, no, it gives you, the next thing you see is a drop down menu and you don't know whether they're asking you who's going to win the league, who's going to get relegated. And then I just mm -hmm. go, no comment. Um, but apart from that, yeah, that that's what I've kind of done. The one thing I was thinking about press conferences is like IRL in real life, you see the fact like, for example, United, you, you'll see Harry Maguire go to a press conference with Ollie, or you'll see Bruno Fernandes, for example. I wonder whether you could, I mean, it might make it a little bit longer winded, but it, it might be that actually he would pick up a question or two instead of you. So it would then kind of, it could go inside of their leadership. And if they've got high leadership, then when they sit there and they talk to the press, they, they're good at it. Or, you know, it could just be a different way of mixing things up rather than you just going, yes. Okay, another question. Another question. Well, yeah, you can almost have it so you're prompting that, like, almost ha you almost have like a pre-meeting. Yeah. Like, to, like if they know you know that they're going to get questions, you can have like a briefing. I know it may maybe that would get the same sort of treatment. It becomes boring as well, mm. but at least it might have a bit more realism. Again, it, I don't know if I, I don't know if like <laughs> if we need any more of those sorts of. Interactions. Things oh, no, in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think let's be honest. I mean, I've done a hell of a lot of seasons this year, um, but it's. I, sorry, dude. I was going. Uh, you carry on. I'll I'll cut in afterwards. You sure. I mean, you can get you've, yeah, you've, yeah. You've, you've, you've cut in now, so you might as well just. Well, well all I was going to say yeah, was rather than doing that, you could have it like you because Mad said about interactions with the player. Like you, what you could do, what we could have instead is if they if they they're having this player led like. Um, Conference, uh, press conference with the manager and you're both answering questions you can then have an interaction after the meeting and say I wasn't happy or I was happy with it because like, you know how they the players currently oh. respond to what you say in press conferences it'd be good to have the the opposite happen when they're having a press conference and you can have that interaction with them to say I wasn't happy with how you answered that you've thrown the team under the bus oh. or what have you yeah. Sorry, it, you can you can it, say your it, point. It just, I've just it, dropped it. it. Sorry, dude. It just triggers me with. <laughs> it just makes me laugh that question that comes up where they say, you know, it's like player comes in, he's like, hey, I want to talk to you about getting a new contract or my playing time, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, tell me what's up. Uh, it means a lot that you that you uh, ask me what's up. I'm, I'm going to drop it for now. Let's leave it. And and they just walk. That never happens, it. does it? That that happens. Like, Thanks for thinking <laughs> of me, boss. It's fine, actually. I just Thanks wanted to know that you care. Yeah, I just oh, want to know the door is open, me. but I'll just close it now and see myself out. Okay, cheers. Sorry, Duke, I just had to <laughs> laugh at that interaction. It's like the Homer in the Hedge gif, isn't it? That's basically... <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I good? I'm good. Okay. Um, you good? <laughs> no, what I was going to say... Actually, you know what I was... No. <laughs> Do you know what? This is, this is <laughs> at least this I turned up. Is... I can't see Curly. I can't see Dave. I'm here. And this is how you treat me. All right? Duke, this is Matt. This is Matt just exerting his authority as yeah, yeah, to make I, sure you I, weren't getting I did ideas one... there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally, yeah, I did one transition. And that's it. I'm not allowed now. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Anyway, I'm going to talk and just talk over you. Um, so, which is normal. Uh, Convenient. No one's going to, no one's going to hear this because I'll just delete this section <laughs> of the pod. So, the start of the pod just went. And welcome to the Five Star Pod. It's me and Mad today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Paul. Um, so the only thing I want to say is like, there's only a limited amount of questions that can be put into a pool of being answered. You do a, a post and a pre and a tunnel and you do so many press conferences. I mean, the, the, the library of of questions would have to be huge to make it very varied. The other option is that you just they limit it to less questions. It's very difficult. I mean, it's you can't it's, it can't be topical questions because the, the, how do they know it's going to be that topical? You know, it, it, it's very much, gen, you know, like just general generalized questions. It is a very tough thing to do. I appreciate what you're saying. It's annoying, and yes, I, I, I'm like I said, I'm now spam the second from the left. But um, it's a difficult thing for them to do. It's a tricky. I'm, gonna one go, to I'm find giving a balance. bit of credit there, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, no, it is. It's fair. I mean, you you could just set the default to send the assistant manager all the time, mm. which almost renders it like something you're not using. It's like when you don't do training yourself. It's a full feature that you're not really using if you do that. Especially but when you the, moan about it on Twitter for two years and then don't actually use exactly. it. Exactly. And like you, don't put, you don't suggest it on the forums Ooh, at all. <laughs> Joe <laughs> likes this. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, like the flip um, side of it is it's that boredom, it's that repetitive element then when you're when you're on the other side of it. So. 
Well, we've managed to eke out about five minutes about one point, so well done. Well, uh, <laughs> talking of boredom <laughs> and eking things out. Um. <laughs> uh, so uh, my next one, it's again, it's it's not a huge thing. It's just I, I like where they've gone with player development and the, the fact that you can now track it a bit better. You've, you've got graphs, but what I would love is the ability to have a snapshot at, from any point of their career, as long as that, like, maybe not after they've retired, but at least certainly whilst they're playing, so that you can see and then con- compare and contrast, like you can with uh, different players, where you have the, the compare window. I'd love to be able to have a proper comparison window for player at 18 versus player at 24. Mm. like And actually seeing the attribute changes... So- like like they like you can with the wheel comparison, so you can see on average as well as the actual attribute changes as well. I think that would be that would be really quite nice to be able to to actually have a a better way of seeing it. Like I say the graphs are nice, and you can see like the steady increase over time. You can see that your training's working and how much the game time that they're seeing has improved their their overall ability. But it would be nice to have that as a it's almost like a keepsake, I guess. Of like I think. People, once you get to the, that that stage in a game where you are bringing through youth players, whether it's someone who's come through your academy or someone you've picked up from the arse end of nowhere and it turns into a world beater, it's nice to look at look back at where you've gone from, come from or where they've come from to where they've got to now. I've got screenshots from players that like from from every FM that I sort of fallen in love with, and. I've then screenshotted them as like as soon as they've come in, and then I've screenshotted them every season afterwards, so I can do that. But it's not as easy to have like there is no easy way to do a comparison unless you just ed- enter all things into a spreadsheet and then do it manually. But it doesn't look nice, and it's not like a nice screenshot. Like in terms of like being able to share your progress as a manager for cultivating like new new talent, at least in football manager terms, I think would be would be quite nice. And I think uh, especially if you're into that side of FM. And I think most people are like once once you get to the point where sort of the known players are retiring and you start seeing the these incredible young players coming through in real life. I think it's uh, sorry in not in real life. Well, I guess in real life as well. But it's the it's the same feeling you have in 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 virtual life is you're cultivating a career of a a new fresh young player. And I think like you imagine Ferguson looking back. And being able to say, you know, David Beckham, I picked him up from from like the age of twelve, and this is what he turned turned into, sort of thing. Um, I'd imagine that feels must feel quite warm and fuzzy with it, especially with the number of players that he's done that with, and then Cleberson. So, um, but yeah, I'm not sure what your thoughts on that are, gents. I think like for me, especially with trying to do the money ball last year, anything, any way that you can. You can preserve statistics and and any sort of thing, anything that you can go back on and analyze and and kind of use as a keepsake is a good thing. I know it's gonna. The problem is, is uh, this is a tacky question to you, Matt, because you know we call you nerd for a reason. But is that is it going to slow the game down a huge amount if they ha- if if there's just got backlogs of information? I guess it depends. Like, because I know they've done they they do it and well, they've done it for quite a while now, where you you can choose to keep players' data after they retire. So you and it, you. You, I think it's that the mate, like the key players in the particular database, will automatically be ticked anyway, and then others you can opt in or out. So whether it's a feature that is like a toggle button, or whether it's in the main menu, um, or whether it's cleared down after X number of years or what have you, I, I don't really know. And ultimately, it depends on where that's getting stored. If it's getting sort of put into the save or uh, elsewhere, who knows? But if, ultimately, it's just. <laughs> It's it would be like a text file equivalent or an XML file. They're not they're not massive files. Obviously, if you've got lots of them from every player in the database, that could get fairly sizable. But I would imagine um, the boffins at SI know something about compression and how they can handle that. So they they're better people, better place people. If if something like that does come in, I would fucking love it genuinely, because it, it would. That would give me an extra level of satisfaction for developing young players and just being able to look back at them without having to sort of take my own screenshots properly. Next feature, Mr. Dupe. Well, your, your, your second Yeah, choice. so, um, I, I mean, it's almost like I, I've milked two f- out of one here. Uh, for me, again, set pieces have been huge and I, I want to be able to do more with them. Um, I feel that it's been very stagnant. I think FM18, there was a bit of a 
a change where you can actually add more players into the box, the corners, for example. But I just think that there needs to be more stuff we can do with set pieces now. It seems very granular, very just, okay, so you're, you can, you've got one attack in the near post. You can't have two attack in the near post. You can't do like the love train that England do. There should be many different options that you should do. You should be very free to do what you want to do on set pieces because, uh, you know, you have the ability to play for set pieces so I want to capitalise on playing with those set pieces. And you never know, they might put set pieces coaches in. And if that's the case, then I want to be able to do more with it. Short and sweet. That's, I like a... I think, I think that's... <laughs> I, had a, I had it written down as well. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. No, I picked it up late. <laughs> I think that's... What, the creative joke? You had that written down. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, go on. Ears. Oh, I think that's... Um, I think... I think the set piece thing... Uh, and as we've seen this year, could be a bit of, bit prone to abuse, especially if you're given a lot more free options. And ultimately, that's why the game has steered away from that, like the the whole with the ball, without the ball, because it was there to be abused. It was a bit too free and open, which is why things have been, I guess, it's a bit more of a closed sandbox in terms of a, a tactical creator. Now there are a limited number of options, so you can, you're it. You can still exploit the match engine. Yes, with with certain tactics, will always be slightly more overpowered than others. But there is less of it now than there there used to be. Where uh, Mad will probably remember the the Diablo tactics of 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 years gone by, where you set and forget, or uh, was it was it Diablo? It was maybe maybe it was a WWW two, and formation was basically two at the back and the three. Mm. Uh, two wing backs in a defensive midfield it's basically like an arrow going through the middle of the field and it would just tear teams apart and you could just cheat with it mm. doesn't bring much joy I'll announce that for next year of... then <laughs> but uh, till uh, uh, <laughs> but that that's the uh, I think yeah I think I think too much freedom leads to abuse because ultimately there will be some people who use it and try to replicate real football move, like you mentioned that the love train from from World Cup 2016 that England used, and plenty of other things where where you overload a certain part of the area, um, so that either you leave a man free at the back post completely unmarked, or whatever other options you come up with. But there will always be one subsection of the internet that will just post something and finds the loophole, and everyone just uses it. It's, so. it's, yeah, as much as it's that, it's also like the little bit. So, for example. Uh, as you probably know, you see in real football, the striker or somebody stand purposely stands offside to try and encourage yeah. the back the line to drop deeper, which would in fact could potentially cause more chaos and help the attacking team. And then at the last minute, would step up again, trying to confuse and little bits like that. I kind of can't see how that would be. Actually, I quite like that, but almost like. A sort of build build in a bit more complexity within the existing module would maybe tidy it up a bit. But having having an option like that, rather than just stand on back post, yeah. have 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 a few more options that relate more to to what is currently going on, like the trend, like the set piece trends in in real life would be quite cool. Yeah, and then again, that ties in with your your set piece. Like I thought about as well. it. Yeah. It is almost like you thought about. Yeah, that. I mean, I, I, I am. I'm not asking for like a fucking red arrow show, you know, like people just going everywhere and then forming some flying V in the sky. You know, <laughs> I, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not asking. Welcome to the NFL playoffs. <laughs> I'm not asking for Harry Maguire at right, the back post with blue smoke coming out of his ass. You know what I mean? What, what I mean is just like little, little things. That I think we should be able to do more freedom with. Anyway, that's that's enough about set pieces. We've spoke far too long. It's bedtime. Bedtime, uh, Mad. What was your your I say second and final um, wish list item? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't, we've only got a couple of weeks to go. So if anyone from SI is listening to this, we're not asking for much here. I would like to, I would like to see a brand new attribute um, for oh. players and potentially staff. I think it might be a bit um, late for that. <laughs> it might be a bit late. But um, you know we can we can delay we can wait. If it isn't Shehelsery, then you're wasting your time. Yeah, I wish. Um, I want to go with intelligence as an attribute. Now I don't know. Um, I can't remember really, Matt, if there, or, or lads, if, if this was a thing in the older CM kind of world. But I feel like I feel like the, looking at the types of players that are out there now in modern day, 
Um, I mean, and, and I suppose looking at how, how can you evolve but roles. Decision, decisions is football intelligence. Decisions is, is their yeah. attribute, I would say. In, in, in which case I would challenge to say, why do all my players make stupid fucking decisions? Um, <laughs> led by, I'd like led to by think you. it's... Who's the manager? <laughs> 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 That's, come on now. I'm th- we, we, we know at this point it's never the manager's fault. Um, I, think it, I think it would help. I think the way I'm like thinking about it is that it would be, you know, you've got your determination. And I, I don't think decisions is valid at all positions. Let's put it that way. Um, I, I don't think it, it impacts the, how well a player plays in a tactic. Well, I would, say, I would argue, um, like, overall. so intelligence is an amalgamation of multiple, like, that's kind of what the mental thing is. But equally, like, all of the, generally the more, it tends to be favouring the more offensive roles. But equally, I would say... Like, I know what vision. you mean. You're like vision, yeah, yeah, and composure. Uh, vision, like vision decisions, uh, like composure, anticipation. They are sort mm. of more intelligent player traits, and so the higher those attributes, the more mm. football clever a player tends to be. And equally, you can have the same for a defensive player. Like positioning tends to be a like a key thing, really, for for that. Uh, and then again, concentration comes into that, and 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 potentially anticipation. So I would say, if if I was SI. I would argue that it's already there. It's just spread over a number yeah, of Yeah, I know what you mean. I think, I think the, yeah, I think my, my argument would be that I think it doesn't apply. I think those attributes are, as you said, far heavily favoured for certain roles or attacking or whatever it might be. And I think also it can be something that's used to, like, it could be something that obviously influences a player's development, how good they're going to be and how well they accept your instructions, how well they fit into a tactic, and maybe something that you can help to develop through coaching, through through the staff you bring in, that is um, that's adaptability though, which is a hidden attribute, I believe. Hidden being the key word. I'm not intelligent enough to find hidden attributes, Matt. Uh, <laughs> but I know what you mean. Oh, so, so, uh, if it's, uh, so it'll be you, there though, right? Maybe it's a bit easier, but it, uh, sort of some maybe more tangible maybe surfacing the some more of the hidden attribute or making it easier to surface. Because I think some of them you're kind of reliant upon personality descriptions, yeah, to try and knowing yeah. what each of those means, which Again, you require an additional book to work work out what those all mean, and everyone just mm-hmm. likes model citizen, which is is not necessarily ideal. And equally, like Duke, take, taking your point about having shithousery as a thing, dirtiness is a hidden attribute as well. So there you go, that's your shithousery. Yeah, I, I guess you could argue whether that should be a hidden one because that's something that you could actually physically see, right? I don't, I don't know why that would be hidden. Uh, I guess you can kind of see it like when you've if you have a player that has like the winds up winds up the opposition um, and also and things they tend to be they tend to be traits for players who are dirty. Yeah, and also if you go to um, at the top actually, where it says history, and it goes career stats, and if they've got the word Burnley in there, and <laughs> they're normally pretty pretty fucking dirty if you ask me. <laughs> Ouch. Yikes. <laughs> that is savage from Dupe. Right, okay, let's quickly rattle around our our single predictions uh, as to whether we think like, as to what we think will be included. I guess we could have arg- argued that some of that the wish list items may may be features that we just don't know about yet. Um but these are the things that we think will absolutely be included in FM twenty two. So Mr. Dupe, what is your single prediction? <sighs> You're never, Quick. you're never gonna guess. Skip VAR, um, skip VAR button. Uh, just don't want to see the fat referee waddle over to look at the, the screen fifteen times a game. Brilliant, uh, Matt. What is your thing? Your one prediction that you think will absolutely be an FM twenty two. Um, unquestionable F, uh, un- intelligence. I think that they will have invested a hell of a lot to make sure the XG and the data sources are far more accurate. Will they get it perfect? I don't know. But after some of the issues we had this year, I expect a hell of a lot to be done in, in that space. Uh, Lovely. I can't XG. remember the one I'd said about before we started, so that's helpful. <laughs> what we, <laughs> I, I know, I, I know. What, 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 what was mine? You, you mentioned the one about the um, substitutions. Ah, yes. Uh, concussion oh, substitutions yeah. will be a thing in FM22. Thank you. For it's a really good one. Yeah, did, you bang I, your, I, did you bang your head was, when you dropped that? Do we need to <laughs> don't don't make jokes. I don't that. think we can joke about that, Matt. You yeah, dropped his pen. I was just checking if right, it was that, a pen. No, I don't think that's. Uh, it was 
it was watching the Villa game and seeing John McGinn get, uh, get banged around a bit uh, that made me think mm. actually that that will absolutely be a yeah. thing because it's it was trialed for half a season last season, but it was mid introduced midway through, whereas it's been active throughout. So I would imagine. I mean, it sounds like a really easy thing to implement, but I would imagine it's probably quite hard because that's quite a lot of testing involved, like to make sure it doesn't happen in leagues that it's not active for and mm. things like that, and that also that which substitutions are classed as as things like that. So yeah, be very interesting to see how they do it. But I I absolutely think that will be can in. anyway. Sorry, can quickly, yes, add you can. really quickly. Um, it, if you have ideas for future games, you can actually log them over on the forums. Yes, you can, sure. and we will put that. We'll put the link in the form, not our forums. No. The the official SI forums uh, feature request. Uh, we'll we'll drop the link in the description if you are interested in logging a future feature, which uh, actually gets quite a lot of use and quite a lot of love from yeah, SI. So, so it's not wasted time, um, especially uh, as we're closing in on FM twenty two and beta potentially being released at some point. Um, it's always good to get get a user things set up on the forums really to log your bugs because that's what we're supposed to do right when the beta drops anyway quiz time mr mad take it away sunshine it's time for the quiz quiz indeed lad <laughs> so i don't know i i, I will we'll try and keep it quick and i'll jump in if you're struggling to give you some clues but two things happened in the last week to me in my life. One was, of course, it was my birthday. I turned 35. So that's officially any hopes of having any type of playing career gone. Um, but on a similar note, pets, I, um, I do, I do play actually play, um, Sunday, I play Sunday League. Sorry, I couldn't hear you there, Matt. I play Sunday League for um, a local team. <laughs> and I managed, to, I managed <laughs> to score my first goal in about 20 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I so I'm, I'm a defender, um, usually right back or left back, and I scored a go- ridiculous goal from about 35 yards, never to be recreated again. Um, and it you know took what, me this, until I was 35. I don't, I don't want to, don't want to steal from that. I know equally, I'm, I'm fully aware how long your quiz will take. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, when I, when I, I, I used to, when I, when I used to play Sunday League, I, I predominantly played in goal and very, very scarcely played outfield. But I played one game when I was about eight or nine, and I remember it plain as day because I don't think I've ever hit a sweet of volley from about twenty yards. Bear in mind I was eight or nine. Smashed hits the it was like Tony Yaboa underside of the crossbar goes down and hits like goes behind the light, and the keeper did a Roy Carroll, um, and <laughs> pushed it pulled, pushed it forward from the line and didn't. Get so it wasn't a goal. Like, no, so what the fuck are we talking about? Was, I, because it was a fucking goal. <laughs> As we're talking- if Frank Lampard can cry about Manuel Neuer doing the same thing, I slightly different levels, but okay. I don't know. World Cup or eight under it eight still hasn't got Sunday all. League. Suck me. <sighs> anyway, carry on with the quiz. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> um, so it got me thinking about goal scorers at an elderly age like myself. So simple enough, lads. I have the top ten oldest goal scorers in Premier League history. Oh, so Premier nice. League obviously being since whatever it was, 92, 93 season. Um, so 10 players who were basically the oldest 10 players to score before finishing their careers in the Premier League. So going to keep it simple, lads. I'm just going to open to the floor. You can buzz okay. in. Uh, point if you get a right oh. answer and a point. Uh, I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me their age when they scored. Oh. Um, and we're going to start plus days or do you just want years <laughs> no we'll just go with years days as well <laughs> well like you know like say, he was like because... 44 oh, okay. and 8 days or something 44 what the fuck are you talking 44 about 44 in the Premier League <laughs> well that's I know in the Premier League but in Japan <laughs> that's actually relatively young in Japan I'm, that means I'm they've not... got 9 years to score another goal um, yeah correct what, what? anyway sorry let's Boop. go <laughs> okay so I don't like we one shall thing. start <laughs> So you can shout your name uh, to Boop. go for a guess and a point on offer for the player and the age. And Matt, I heard I you. Co- I, I heard you shout him fast, Matt. First Matt. Yes, uh, Teddy Sheringham. No! <laughs> That's not the one I had actually. Teddy um, Sheringham is correct, thanks. Matt. Well done, and well done for buzzing in first as well. Can you Thank guess you. his age for a point? Uh, I'm going for thirty-nine. Ah, can I? Can I? Can I steal? 
Can't steal oh, bonus. Yeah, I won't give you. I won't give you the bonus on an offer. So the correct answer. Teddy Sharing was correct. However, he was forty years of age. Forty and two hundred and sixty-eight days, Matt. Just for so, nearly, so he's nearly forty-one. Christ. Scoring in uh, for I think it was for West Ham against Portsmouth, from what I can see. So it's a point for Matt. Uh, opens again. Dupe. Dupe. T- two guy. Oh, I did it. Two guy. Two guy gets you a point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I think he was. Oh, who's how? I think he was thirty-seven. Two guy was thirty-eight, scoring for Blackburn Rovers against Portsmouth. I had to do it. I mean, I was reading something about it the other day because when Ronaldo signed, they were talking about old footballers. So I, I'm clued up here. Right. We'll just alternate because originally there was supposed to be more than the two of you lads. So Matt, yeah, over to you. They didn't turn out, did they? We're over it. Uh, can, can I? Can I just? Start, you don't have to reveal anything. Um, in terms of like your list, where were the two that we've we've ticked off on the list? Okay, fair enough. Teddy Sheringham was number one in terms of being the oldest. Two guy right, okay. was number seven. Oh wow! So there's quite a. When he was that's forty and thirty-eight. Wow. Okay. Which is going to help you with the that's, age guesses, of course. But you know, well, that's that's what I'm saying. It was. I'm not trying to cheat. I was just just getting a, a barometer for whereabouts the like the list was, so we don't not suggesting like. You see, lads, list. you all give me a lot of shit about my quizzes lasting for ages. But if you didn't ask so many fucking questions back, <laughs> you, you made it clear. Specified. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Chiefs. I mean, he's got a point. <laughs> It's <laughs> brilliant. Um, okay. Right, okay, let's think, think of old players. Brian Dean. Brian Dean is not on my list. Bollocks. Dupe over to you. Um, Ryan Giggs. Pains me to say that name at the moment. But Ryan, Ryan Giggs. Giggs gets you a point. 39. Can you give me his age? 39 gets you two points. So Ryan Giggs was 39 years and 87 days when he scored for Man United in QPR in 2013. Matt's got one. Matt. Graham Alexander. Oh, good guess. What a fucking shout. Yeah. Graham Alexander was number... 39? F- Whoa, you were close, Matt. Graham Alexander was number five on the list. He was 38, scoring for Burnley against Hull City. In 2010, got a point though in the bag. Dupe. I'm gonna take a stab at this one. Dean Windass. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Dean Windass gets you a point. Okay, right. Serious so shout. I'm gonna guess. Oh, I'm gonna guess 38. Dean Windass. Was 39 years Brilliant. and 236 days old when he scored. <laughs> okay. Portsmouth 2, Hull City 2. So that's a point for Dupe. I've got a really out there guess, by the way, my next one. I thought Dean Windass would have been an out there guess. Anyway. No, Windass is an old fuck, isn't he? Drew that. No offence if you're listening. He's a big streamer showdown. St- sorry, Steamer showdown. Steamer showdown. Bad, <laughs> so you never know. <laughs> Oh fuck! I had I had one. Let's do that. I have to push you for an answer, Matthew. Uh, gonna... It's not who I was going for, and I think he's too young anyway. But Henrik Larsson. Henrik Larsson is not on the list, Matthew. Yeah. Okay, my out there guess is a goalkeeper. That is out there. Yeah, because we've had a few goalkeepers that have scored, and they're generally on the older side. So I'm going to go with my one of my favourite goalkeepers, Peter Smeichel. He was Peter old Schmeichel. when he scored. Gets you a point. Really? It does indeed. I don't know how old he was, to be fair. I'm going to go 38 as well, yeah. I've got no Coming idea. Number 10 on the list. A 10. 37 wow. years old. Okay, we know how old number 37 days. So he basically, for Aston he's basically 38 then, isn't he? Let's be honest. No, he basically isn't. He was 37 <laughs> in 2001 when he scored for Villa against Everton. But gets your point, Duke. Well done. Matthew. How, how many have we got left on the list? You have... I think you've got four left. Well, we're doing well, Matt. You say that. I've got one over one and that is it. 
and then I can start giving. You should be doing. We should do this together, really, because. Yeah, I was gonna it's say. Just spitball it's ideas. Let's scrap the quiz. Let's just do it together. Yeah. Sorry, Mad. <laughs> um, the only one I'm thinking of is Sparky. Ah, that's a good shout. Yeah, we'll go go with Mark. But I don't know how old he would have been. Actually, no. Actually, no. Maybe not because he was a Blackburn, like in one of his final seasons. We were in the championship. Mark Hughes gets Spurs. you a point before you rule him out. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Uh, I again, I, I don't know how. I'm assuming he'd be between 37 and 39. So let's should we go. One of those, 37 or 38? Is that to you? Let's go for 38. Mm, Mark Hughes. Yeah, okay. In the year 2002, scoring for Blackburn against Leicester at the age of 38 and 150 days. Okay, that's good. I don't even know who's getting the points there. Let's see no, no, we're, we're, we're joined. So we're joined. I'll give you one each. We're, we're joined. joined okay. so we've got three more. Um, this isn't a guess, but this is just spitballing ideas. Um, oh, Sunderland. Uh, Phillips. Kevin Phillips. I don't know how he would have. He was quite old when he was. He he played he played quite. I don't know if he was in the. Yeah, I feel like he was maybe thirty-seven at some point. Wait, he he's definitely been thirty-seven at some point. No, 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 no. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, he's, he's not played, on the list. He's not on the list. Okay. Yeah. I th I think he dropped down to the championship by that point. Um, right, I'm gonna. I'll jump in and I'll start giving you a call. Oh, Shearer, got to be on the list, surely. Alan Shearer surprisingly is not in the top ten. Oldest goal scorers in the Premier League. Crouchy? Shit, Crouchy is not on the list. So I'm going to start giving you some clues, lads. Yeah, please do. Um, we're going to get one. We're going to get what I think is one of the more difficult ones out of the way. This player played for Wimbledon in the 1990s. It's helpful. Younger listeners may there's, not be aware that Wimbledon there's, were. There's in the lots of players that played for Wimbledon in the 1990s. He, he is a midfielder, was a midfielder. Also, would be well known based on the fact that his father was also a football player and manager. I'm kind of looking at you, but is he not the bold cut? I mean, that's that's not going to really help, is it? <laughs> no. His dad was also a manager. In the how early nineties, mad? Oh, so. The year when, in which when did he score his goal? scored was in 1997. I was five, Matt. This is this is my pick. I'm just trying to. I, I feel like you've thrown me here with with the the his dad was a manager thing. Dad was a winger. He was a footballer and and a manager. So he scored it for Wimbledon. Scored it for Wimbledon. Yes. It's, it's, I'm trying to. I'm trying to come English? up with another clue to, to help you out. I think he might have played for Blackburn as well, Matt. But I'm going to check. Might have played for Blackburn. I'm going to check. I could be totally wrong here. And I am totally wrong. So wow. Forget the fact Brilliant. that he never played for Blackburn. He was capped twice for England. He was English. Wimbledon was where he finished his career. Prior to that, he was at uh, Coventry, Sunderland, Chelsea, Luton Town. Birmingham, Newcastle, among others. Let's I'm going to give to Okay, we can come back to it. We'll come back to that one. We might I'm, no, I'm going to shout the answer. I think it's a very difficult one. It was Mick Harford, whose father Oh, is right, Harford. okay. Yeah. yeah, I should have got that. Tough I, I always Tough thought he was more of a forward than a midfielder, but I should have picked up the loot. On the tip of my yeah, tongue, no, it, it's, uh, it was also a four... Became right. Wimbledon manager would have been useful there, but you know. Well, I didn't know that, Matt. You know. Well, didn't do your fucking research, did you, Mark? No, clearly not. In, in, <laughs> intelligence, so intelligence zero. So I can, I can, I can, I can tell you a stupid show that week. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Matt here. Cranky so Matt is in the building. I'm sorry, that was really bad. I think right, he kind of played for Blackburn as well, Matt. Yeah, what a bollocks clue that I was. I was just thinking. I was like, he must have played. Balix. He played for Sheffield, yeah, but then I saw Newcastle was on his list. We got two uh, left, don't we? Two left to I'm go. Disappointed I didn't know that. I was going to go for Robbie Earl. It's definitely not Robbie Earl. No, it wasn't um, Anyway. So, clues for the next one, please, Matt. Sorry. No problem. So, this player, um, this player scored this goal for West Ham in the year 2000. Very well known in terms of the fact that he missed a, quite a famous penalty once. Oh, no, yeah. Is uh, Stuart Pearce. Greatest Stuart ever. Greatest ever. Stuart Pearce is the correct answer. 
Uh, Thing is, football. Well, championship manager has kind of ruined my like memory of Stuart Pearce purely because you could sign him when he was like forty three, and so I always think he was forty three when he scored his goal because he scored for me once in championship manager because he was going to be the genuinely he was going to be the first one ahead of Teddy Sheringham. That I was going to say because I thought that was it. It's that well embedded that I think it's actual life when it's really not. I have to remind myself each time. Between you oh, and um, and Kurt, Kurt is also tarnished from that assistant manager experience you had with Stuart Pearce, so he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's an electrician though, so he's great at the fixing the floodlights. Yeah, the last player on the list of the top ten oldest scorers in Premier League history. This player, I think I know this one. Welsh. Yeah, I think I know it. God rest his soul, Mister Speed. It was indeed. Mm. R.I.P. Gary Sorry, Speed. Matt, just a recluse. For... That's all right. I'm no, right. just trying to think, and I remember, like I said, I, I was reading an article in the paper about the oldest players recently because about Ronaldo. There you go, yeah. It was you probably, if, if we were scoring the quiz, you've won it, Deep, I think. Again, again though, I cheated because I read the article last week. Yeah, you, you're deep and cheating on quizzes. So I'm glad you finished with you cheating are. on quizzes because if my missus is listening, <laughs> <laughs> that, that cat's out the fucking bag. She does. She doesn't listen. Because um, we've got one that's quite close recently, right? Thiago Silva. He scored today as well. Six. Yeah, he's like yeah. high 36. There you go. He's not far off yet. Who, who's just outside the top 10? What about Shearer? Uh, Do you have that? From what I remember, he wants to have it open. Skulls was number 11, I believe. Um, Ferdinand must have been quite close. Les, right? I don't I don't have the tab. Yeah, I would have thought Les Ferdinand. Les Ferdinand, I think, was number 12. Yeah. Was it? And uh, the other one I was thinking of, Didier Jogba, was quite old, wasn't he? Um, and Gareth. Like, last one would have been like 36 as well, I think. Okay. He only scored one league goal, didn't he, for United? Uh, oh. Oh, I thought we got Here we two. have it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He got one in the league oh, cup. Okay, yeah, maybe. Because but... the other one was um, right. Thierry Henry when he came back to Arsenal, but then that was FA Cup, wasn't it? It wasn't. That was FA Cup against Leeds. Yeah, it was against Leeds, yeah. Good or go. The last one I was thinking of was. Um, Fat Frank or Gareth Barry, they were quite old when they scored. So yeah, good quiz, man. Well done. Well done. That was that. Genuinely, really enjoyed that. So thank you for that, Mad. I feel like I carried you. Brain cells going. Yeah, it was good. No, and and it would have been a lot shorter had we not messed about. Yeah, true. So that's on us this yeah. this time. So apologies. And if they ever showed up, they would have answered it quicker too. Yeah, there is that too. So it's on there. Anyway, that brings episode 213 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting westreamfm.com. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week when hopefully, fingers crossed, we will have some features released to the public for FM22 that we can finally talk about and give our opinions on. Fingers crossed, please, because uh, scraping the barrel is what we're doing right now. Behind the curtain. Oh, dearie me. Say goodbye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye.